Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing today on this wonderful Friday night? Hello, Joelle. How are you? Fantastic. Good, good, good. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the wonderful Joelle, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show, and it's a Q&A show. We do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and um, you'll be asking questions by typing them in. Joelle will read them, and um, half the time Joelle answers them, and I just sit back here and drink my beverage of choice, which is water, um, or I'll answer them if she allows me to. I need to take a permission slip like at a deli. Yeah, um, true. A lot of folks um out there are struggling more than ever with stopping unwanted behaviors so when it comes to dog training you think of like training your dog to do stuff which is part of dog training the dog training that we spend a lot of time on is training dogs not to do stuff and i think that's where the biggest demand is out there i don't think there's effective communication effective methods uh, effective shared methods that people are showing how to stop unwanted behaviors and those are the things that end up with your dog surrendered or dead um, we will not sugarcoat things. A lot of people do not like my delivery, but I always say, well, just listen to the context. Um, the facts are, are correct. Maybe my, my delivery is a little bit raw for you because I'm not sugarcoating things, but I won't sugarcoat things because people are sugarcoating things to the point of almost being unethical and lying. Um, most dog trainers out there actually don't know how to stop unwanted behaviors. If they do know how to do it, they won't tell you how to do it like it's some big fucking secret. Um, or they just don't want to seem mean and they don't want to get um, social media pushback, which is sort of silly considering that someone's asking you a question and you're just giving them the answer. So um, I think it's really important that folks um, start figuring things out, reading between the lines of what goes on in our industry. I try to spell it out for you as easily as possible, but it's, sometimes it seems like I'm the lone voice on the mountain considering that th th thousands of trainers train extremely similar to me. They just don't want to talk about it. Um, so none of this stuff is mine. It's industry standard. Absolutely industry standard. Just like teaching a dog to sit or down, there's an industry standard and stopping a dog from doing a lot of things, a lot of unwanted behaviors. There's industry standard. Well, what does industry standard mean? It means the industry is doing it in large, which means standard. All right. All right. So um, welcome, everybody, on Facebook. Welcome, everybody, on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Rumble. And we appreciate you being here um, tonight. So let's just jump right into the questions. What do we have? Okay. Avi says hi. Hey, hey Avi. Hey, Avi. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Look who's on here, who I haven't seen in forever. Marnie Cool Dog. Wow. Hey. We have not seen not Marnie seen forever. So it's been a very long period of time. Sure. I think California seminar. Really? Yeah. Petaluma. That's the last time we saw? I think so. On, on, on a podcast? Maybe on a podcast, but I'm talking like in person. Oh, in person? Yeah. Well, we, a lot of these people we haven't seen in person. Yeah. Uh, Missy says, my dog, a five-year-old border collie, knows how to pee and poop on command. That's good. She Hope outside. the difference between both. How many dogs can do this? Um, 472 <laughs> to the 473rd dog I've ever heard of it. So kudos to you. I'll send you the trophy. Mm, Marnie Cool Dog said Santa Rosa. Yeah. Santa Rosa. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Actually, I think teaching your dog how to go to the bathroom on command, it's a norm for us. We've got pretty strict rules about that where we don't let dogs just, you know, sniff until they're ready. I think it's a, it's a huge skill um, um, for a lot of reasons. Number one, time, um, uh, the elements who wants to stand outside forever and wait till their dog wants to go to the bathroom. If you travel with your dog um, and you go to a, a, a rest stop, please don't use those um, enclosed areas, but let your dog out of the vehicle, tell it to go potty. Um, some dogs, many dogs can differentiate between pee and poo, um, but just the universal go potty. I hate to tell my dog to go pee when it actually has to take a shit. Right. Um, <laughs> and then you, I'll hold it. So, um, but, but obviously mm -hmm. kudos to you. I, I won't discount the amount of work you put into that. So, um, you know, joking aside, kudos to you. Next. Um, awesome. Ozzy says, hello, everyone. Hello. How are you? Snuggle bun says, Hey, hey, snuggle, hey, snuggle buns. 
Uh, Joyful Dog Services says, happy Friday, everyone. Fridays are always the best. Joelle will have a laughing attack at some point. Right. <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. Depends. I got to get on a roll. Mm. Avi says, Jeff, you sound better. Thank you. Yeah, because I gave him the ultimatum. I said, you get better or else. Heads are going to roll. Right. Divorce court. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, Marnie said, Joelle, did you see that Chi recall yesterday? No. Did you send us a video of a Chihuahua recalling? Hmm. I don't recall that. But we get tagged in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I might have missed yeah. it. Um, um, let's see. Nothing on Rumble. That's hmm. it right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Guys, you have to ask your questions. This is audience participation. Without the audience, we shut this fucking show down. So God. let's go. Um, yeah, Rumble's been quiet. I know, but they're watching. This morning, Instagram was really loud. Really? Yeah. IG? Yeah. Good. Talking about fat dogs. Uh, yeah, I was in fact, in fact, this morning in general, there was a lot of input about fat. This, that's what's so interesting. It's like with all these dogs, not to say a fat dog isn't going to die early on you, but usually people are not surrendering, surrendering their dogs because they're fat or obese. But meanwhile, that's what gets a lot of activity, a lot of questions, a lot of comments. And with all of the behaviors that the dogs are struggling with and owners are struggling with, everybody has some input on their, on a fat dog. It's like, how about all the other stuff? Like, it's like pulling, you know, how do you stop leash pulling? How do you stop lunging? How do you stop leash reactivity? Um, stopping a dog from being fat is easy. Don't feed it so much. Like that's like one of the simplest concepts out there. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of activity this morning um, on, on that one. Weird, um, it's a weird thing, right? Like when dogs are fat, because people are like, "Well, I don't, I can't exercise them enough." So then, don't but feed them so much. Have control over their food, right? There's no valid excuse other than a a disease or a sickness, a thyroid issue, um, that would make the dog fat. Other than that, it's pure lack of impulse control on a human. It's no different than human weight. Like yes. everyone thinks, "Oh, I gotta." I have to be in the gym seven days a week to get in shape. It's like, no, no, it starts in the kitchen and you actually don't have to right. work out that hard. Right. Or get COVID and lose, lose 13 pounds. Sure. Yeah. So work for me. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Ever forward canines are looking forward to the community live tomorrow. Yes. So that'll commun- be our first one. The community live is, why don't you talk about the, our community? Yeah. Cause that's closing down, not forever, but it's closing down in segments. There's a, a bunch of new stuff is happening with this company where things are only going to be available for certain periods of time, which is going to, obviously, there'll be a sense of urgency to join. And then also, there's going to be things are only available at a certain price for certain periods of time. So there's a certain sense of urgency to purchase. What we've been doing over the last 20 years, 16 years of podcasting, 20 years of dog training, is we We've been just available almost round the clock for everybody. And unfortunately, because of how much we've grown, we just can't do that anymore. So now we're starting to put, um, uh, not that you have to pay to play. We, we have tons, probably more free advice available for than anybody in this industry does. But mm-hmm. there's going to be many things that are going to be giving a premium, premium service for a price. So let's talk about the community. So for one, if you guys haven't heard, Greener Graduate is going up Monday. It's over. It's going to be three hundred dollars. It's going to be a five hundred dollar course. As it should Monday. be, yes. Um, but if you join the community annually, which is like right now only three hundred dollars for the year, you get Greener Graduate. Mm. So it's like a, that in itself is a gigantic savings. Mm-hmm. The community is going to have two coaching calls a month with Jeff and I. We're going to be releasing, we've already released a couple exclusive videos that the public has not seen. And they will not see. And they will not see the day-to-day grind at the training center, sessions with new dogs, some pretty hard dogs we have right now, Um, courses that won't be released to the public, like we're going to be doing, or you guys will get early release or better pricing. There always is going to be a benefit benefit of being a member of the community. So like we're going to... Probably do like the chicken livestock course soon with if, one if, if, these dogs. Well, let's wait. Drive. Let's wait until these dogs actually go after the chickens. Like that will get released to the public, but because you're community members, you'll get better pricing on it. So like, right. there's just so I can't even begin to list the benefits. Like we already did. It's like it's like a ten thousand dollar membership, but you're getting it for like twenty five dollars a month. It's right. insane. 
So that's open, but again, doors are closing November 30th. So mm. if you don't join, you won't be able to join until sometime next year when we decide to reopen it. But we really want to nurture the people who are in the group. Yeah. So that's why we are like closing doors. We don't want it to be this thing where you can just come and go whenever you want. Like we're really putting all of our efforts uh, yeah. into the community. There's so many other things, if you think about it, that you probably... Mm -hmm. um, I know there's things that we're involved in that are like that, yeah. where we can't get in. We yep. can't get in. We have to wait. We've got to wait. It's like doors close. It's like, well, till when? Three more months. It's like, come on, please. Nope. Three more months. Three more months. How about if I pay more? Nope. nope. Three more months. Yeah. And then on top of that, we have coaching available. Um, if you want to scale your business, grow your business, become a better dog trainer, a better business owner. Again, we're taking a very small group. Right we now, we, we, have, this weekend we have a bigger group going right now, um, but we actually want to make it smaller so we can offer more one-on-one -on -one help. Hmm. So spots are filling up for that. We're only going to take maybe two or three more people. I posted the link for that as well. Hmm. Um, okay, we got some questions. Missy says, you actually helped me so much when my dog was a puppy. You really helped me when teaching me to not let people just pet her on the head. She mm -hmm. doesn't like it. Yeah. Now I tell people not to touch yeah. her. A lot of dogs don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of dogs don't. I mean, if you go back go back 20 years, we've helped, I mean, 10,000 dogs live, probably 100,000 dogs. I mean, this show has had pretty decent reach, and we've helped so many people. And every week we always hear about somebody that's had massive success, and they couldn't do a certain thing with their dog or things with their dog or take their dog anywhere, and now they can. And it's not uncommon. I mean, it's like I've always said. I've, I've always said this. If your dog trainer cannot dramatically change your life in one session, find another dog trainer dramatically mm -hmm. not oh yeah i got a couple of hints it's like no your dog a good dog trainer should dramatically change your life in one session not just teach your dog to sit dramatically change your life next ever forward canine said will it be recorded if we can't make it during the actual live yes yes yep and then yes. it'll be if you're part of the group right um let's see pack walking pairs that it's a lifestyle for my pack yeah absolutely i mean i mean just like just like so is eating well i mean just think about it anything that you do that you do great is a lifestyle a good relationship you know with your spouse a good relationship with your partner how you raise your kids how you live with your dogs just like it, everything's everything is a lifestyle Everything becomes a lifestyle and, and everything effectively and everything that is worth it becomes a lifestyle. Next. Sid. Hey, Sid. Hey, Sid. Um, what would you use for no for a deaf dog on remote as to possibly train a deaf dog? Um, you can, if you, if you, you can attach a hand, any hand signal you want to it, but if the dog doesn't have a, um, um, is not within eyesight of you, you can do a series of stims. You can do a series of stims if you want to. You know, you can do, I don't know, maybe one stim followed up with vibrate. You can do vibrate followed up with a stim. You know, there's you know, there's different things you can do. You come up with something creative. Um, all I know is that every deaf dog that I've ever tra uh, trained has figured out yes and no really well because of consistency. Yeah, just, just, be, just, be, just, just be consistent. We'd always be like this, like yeah. cut the shit. Yeah, and a lot of these dogs probably shouldn't be off-leash, but mm -hmm. we would absolutely have trained many deaf dogs to do off-leash recall, mm -hmm. but you got to get them to look at you first. So, but focus with your on, your on-leash stuff first. Focus with your on-leash stuff first, definitely. Paul says, I'm not in training or business. Would the community be beneficial for a pet owner? Yeah, oh, oh gosh, yes. Our, 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 our market is not towards just, just the industry trainers, yeah. our market is towards you know put it this way if it was we'd go out of business because the industry most of the industry doesn't like me um <laughs> i think the majority of the community right now is dog it, owners, owners. Yeah. absolutely our target market is dog owners mm -hmm. if you have a dog and you want to have a better relationship with your dog um then you absolutely absolutely want to be part of the community all of our courses are designed mm -hmm. for um for owners do do trainers buy them sure because they learn from them do trainers join our community do trainers join um our show sure because they learn from them but my my goal is my target market is a dog is a pet family pet dog owner that is my goal that is my my market base yes also it's like the ultimate supplement to any of our courses if you've done them because now you have 
to ask questions. You have access to us in a very intimate way versus mm-hmm. this podcast where you might have to wait a while to have your question answered or whatever. The community is like mm. pretty cool. People are popping in, they're asking questions, they're engaging with each other. If I see a question, I'll answer it. If I'm just right. like, oh, look, I got an alert. Like, So you have more access to us by being part of the community. Right. So if you're going through, let's say, Green to Graduate, you have a question, you have the support now that you might not have had before we built this thing. So right. that was the goal. We wanted to support you guys and like the most complete way possible. Right, right. Joyful dog services. How common is it to have a dog's aggression or behavioral issues be attributed to a thyroid issue? Are there telltale signs you can pinpoint? So minimal that we don't test for it. I've heard about it once in 20 years. And I've dealt with thousands and thousands and thousands of aggressive dogs. And it was a bulldog. It's so small. Does it happen? Sure. Do some dogs benefit from Prozac? I'm sure there is a dog out there that has, but not enough for me to recommend it, the dog go on Prozac. So, you know, some, every, I remember once someone, we put a post up, this goes back a while ago, uh, we were working with aggressive dogs and someone was so adamant about testing every aggressive dog for thyroid issue. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would I have the owner spend that money considering that it's most likely not? It's like, well, you should phase that, you know, maybe phase that out. And I'm like, well, why don't we just start training and see what happens and save the owner, save the owner the money? You know, so it's it's almost like going like, hey, go to a, go to a behaviorist first, and then when you wasted five to eight hundred dollars, then we'll start the real training. But I'm not going to discount that it doesn't well, exist. Sadly, that is the order it goes in a lot. Of- yes, I know, but I'm not going to discount that it doesn't exist. Yeah. But so so minimum. Now, if you work with a specific breed that is that specifically is geared towards a thyroid issue, but also who does the test? Where's the test done? Does every vet do the test? No, they do not. You know, um, what's the protocol to do it? So, I mean, there's, there's, it's historically not. It's historically behavioral. It's rarely medical. Next. Stacy says, I have the opposite problem, LOL. I'm feeding a raw diet. Any tips on what to feed to keep weight on an active mal, higher fat? Yeah, more fat. Well, you can get you can get yeah. pork fat. So you can get um if you go to um your average grocery store actually carries will carry pork fat up on the top shelf. Um, or you can go to a butcher and get pork fat. It just pisses me off that they fucking charge for or it. Or just higher fat meat in general, you know, like pork. If you're not feeding pork. Yeah. Feed pork. Wes is a very hard keeper. Your beef can be 73, 27. Like, what is he eating now? It's like insane how much he's eating. 40 ounces. 40 ounces. I went and got a fecal done on him. I'm like, dude, how is this dog eating so much food and still like a rail? Yeah. Um, but now that I finally upped him to what two and a half pounds, he's just starting to put weight on again. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Oh my god. So I mean, but everybody every so dog food. just burns calories differently. And yeah. and but yeah. Definitely, um, pork fat is good. Pork is good. You can get pork with a lot of fat on it. Duck um, too. Duck, duck is high fat. Duck is high fat. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of meats, but if you do too much fat, it will get the shits. Forget the shits. Or so the farts. Just be careful. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Sabrina, do you guys have a course to help me train my dog to behave at the vet? She gets aggressive when touched. Yeah. So what's this is what's really really interesting. Aries who came to us a very nervous, fearful, anxious dog and just went home. We've been getting updates from the road. And the updates that we are getting of what this dog is doing has got nothing to do successfully. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has got nothing to do with what we actually addressed. When you get a course like our Green to Graduate course, which is a overall untrained to off-leash trained dog as well as good behavior you would be surprised at the choices your dog just starts to make like we don't have a specific vet training video but the green to graduate course would absolutely make your vet visits better we know this because we keep hearing about it over and over and over again when you start teaching dogs how to make better choices in life you'd be surprised at the better choices they make in applications that you actually didn't train them for and it's sort of like i won't hate to humanize dogs but 
teach your child to be respectful, say, in school, it'll probably be respectful in church. You know, I mean, teach your child how to eat, you know, be polite around the dinner table. It'll be probably polite in a lot of different situations. So it's incredible once it's not like you've got a having a dog being afraid of the vacuum cleaner, getting them over it. You don't have, you probably don't have to have them become now immune to being afraid of the snow shovel, the rake, things like that. It sort of all just like covers it all because it's all about state of mind. Next. Joyful Dog Services says, I had a client that tipped me in a jar of raw honey and CBD and THC infused honey candies. A couple months ago, they farmed their own bees. The dog chased them. Do you guys ever consider farming bees? No, nor, <laughs> no, we don't. Absolutely no. Nope. And we're bees. not going to be raising pigs or cows either. No. Yep. Next. I can't even keep a fucking plant alive here. Like, I just bought three of those like mums. Things are dead in like five days. That's because they're in the they're in the direct sun on our direct sun. Liars. Not Florida direct sun. Dribbled right up on me. I'm like, I'm so Yeah, dumb. but you also have to water them. I'll stick to the cacti out there. Yeah. Kim, hi Joelle. Hi Jeff. Love the shout out on the Tuttle Twins books. I'm gonna buy them for myself. Oh well. You should funny, not funny. Great stuff. No, actually buying for my nephew. No, every, actually you should read them because most uh, most people don't even know history. They don't know the, they don't know the Declaration of Independence. They don't know, they don't know our constitutions. They don't, they don't know a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Next. Uh, Joyful Dog says raw honey is very immune boosting. I also use use it to heal cuts on dogs. Too. Correct. David Smith. Ooh, hey guys, two in a row. Hope you're feeling better. Thank hey, you, David. David. We feel better because you're on the show, David. I feel better because I'm Just getting like over that. my sickness, David. It's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Nicole, I was working our 10-month-old puppy last night who always blows us off. I started from day one and was starting sit with leash, then did CS, then tried doing NCS, and she, like, quit and refused to sit until I used leash pressure, hmm. even tried upping her numbers. Then I went back to just the leash pressure, mm -hmm. and she wasn't moving unless I put leash pressure. Should I be correcting this with a pop on the leash? Yes, absolutely, especially for the sit. Yeah, yeah you, can pop a, you can pop a dog into a sit on day one. Yeah, sit is you just have a you just have a stubborn dog, you know. I think a lot of people are afraid to give the dog a leash pop because they're they're dogs are not these fragile things. Your dog will be fine. And ten months is like the age where they start. To they're, be they're like, the big fuck you period. You. Yeah, I can't tell you how many dogs that I've popped into a sit at a threshold within thirty seconds of meeting them, and you know what? They do just fantastic. They become very respectful. Next. Um, David Smith says pork sirloin is often on sale and very cheap, has a nice fat to protein ratio. I use it for my green chili stew. Okay, great. <laughs> this isn't a fucking, it's not a fucking cooking show, David. It's keto, Dave. Yeah, I know it is. Give us some recipes. I'm still waiting on those freaking liver treats you said you were going to send us to. Yeah, good luck. Dogs. Kim says, I agree, Jeff. Um, happy paws. Hi, Jeff. I'm a dog trainer. So busy training dogs, I can't keep up. I've even upped my rates. Any ideas? Up them, up, up them again. Up them, up, up them again. Mm -hmm. Pre-screen your clients. Hire, hire some help. Yeah, right now we're at a very, very, you know, serious time when it comes to dogs. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people with a lot of untrained dogs make online courses. You know, up your rates even more. There's, there's a lot of things you can do. Do an online. You know, business council with us. We'll help you. We offer business coaching. Mm -hmm. Have a couple slots available. Mm -hmm. Um, let me look on here because I get bumped from Instagram a lot. Nope, that's it for now. You're not ranting. No, not much to rant about. I know. You know, mm -hmm. these people are making fun of my monotone voice this time. I know. You're acting all calm, and it's weird. It's giving everybody. Heebie-jeebies. This week? Yeah. Today? All the time. The last few shows, you're too calm. Hmm. Mm hmm Don't know what to tell you. I guess the hate, I guess all the haters will have nothing to complain about. So we have a dog in right now, um, Cade. Mm-hmm. The male. The male. So we have a sport dog in who... Has to learn to be a pet dog. Mm -hmm. Came over from Indonesia. And I feel like I almost like want to make a course out of him 
Because I just feel like so many people struggle with like the over arousal, the whining, Mm -hmm. the inability to settle. Mm. Like, I feel like we get messages almost every day about like, how do I stop my daughter from whining? How do I stop my daughter from whining? Mm. It's always demanding attention. Mm. And like, I was talking to Courtney today and she's like, it took me like 20 minutes just to get this dog out of the crate because he was so... That was first thing in the morning. Right. But I feel like that's a common issue for a lot of people. I think getting a dog to be an over-aroused dog to, to learn how to settle, I think is a very, very difficult concept for a lot of people. I think people are their own worst enemies when it comes when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people have gotten into the habit of actually creating an over-aroused dog. Definitely. And um, that's not what they did. But it's it's a high drive now. I mean, that's what that is. He's just aroused. He's just, by he's just aroused. But today he actually did really great. The whole time I was over there today, he was just ninety percent of the time, if not higher, chilling. Maybe one wine came out of him, but he was just relaxing and then responding to just voice commands and and you know again the concept of taking a drivey dog and having it just do duration work is a interesting concept for a lot of people especially in the sport world because they think it takes something away from the dog and i'm like how could teaching your dog how to relax take something away like it's not going to take away their drive the dog's still going to be drivey but that's what's told that's the lie but it doesn't even make logical sense but it's the thing that's what's being said if you calm the dog down it'll take away the drive if you correct that it'll take away that but it's not even being corrected either too it's just it's just being taught to relax Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's an it's an interesting conversation that will probably never never end because with two different training camps yeah Mm -hmm. um david smith said i meant dogs but i do like it too oh well, what? So you confuse dogs with your green chili stew? Got it? <laughs> What's he talking about? I don't know. You know David. What's he cooking, dogs? Happy bosses. Do you think 100 an hour for Ohio is a good rate? That's what I've been charging. Should I up it more? <laughs> oh, for the, your hourly rates? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think whatever the market will bear. This is the thing. You can charge 100 an hour and get shitty results. You can get, you charge 100 an hour and get incredible results. I mean, I think you can charge probably more than that. If you're going to people's houses, you have to drive there. There's wear and tear on your vehicle. How far away are you driving from, you know, you know, to, to, to the client? Um, I don't know what your results are, but, you know, I imagine if you're busier than ever and, you know, usually a lot of folks that are more, um, you know, a lot, a lot of trainers that use tools tend to make more money because they do get better results. Um, you can charge, you can charge more and also do packages. Don't just do one-offs, just do packages, five or six, um, set, you know, sessions charge, charge for that. Um, that might, that might dramatically help. Um, yeah, charge 150. I mean, whatever the mar- whatever the market bears is what the price pretty much is. Next. Um, Sabrina said, you guys are awesome. So glad I found your channel. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Sabrina, oh, thank for you. following us. We appreciate it. Missy says, should I stop my dog from barking at select people that walk by our house? It's rare, but it happens from time to time. Okay, well, the question is, do you want your dog to bark at select people? You tell me. If you don't want your dog to bark at select people, then you would stop your dog from barking at select people. I mean, a lot. I think society has it that your dog is supposed to be doing those things. Yeah, for you sure. You know, who are these select people? The blacks and the Hispanics? You know, I mean, who are these select people? Or just like just every person that walks by and there's not a lot of people that walk by. You know, I, I think that you've got to decide what's the rule going to be. And a lot of people have the mentality of, well, that's what dogs are supposed to do. Well, they also shit and piss a lot, but I don't want them doing it in my house. So I think that, to me, I don't mind a alert bark, but is it an alert bark or is it that nonstop annoying barking? where they just don't stop. And I think that's the big that's that's the big difference that that we've got going on there and, and that there really isn't much reason for that nonstop barking at all. Next. 
The Omar Phoenix says, hi. Oh, hey, Omar. How are you? I haven't uh, seen you for a while. Missy says, it's an alert bark. Yeah, I mean, I... I I don't have a pro I don't have a problem with the alert bark, but if you don't want it, stop it. That's it. But if it's an alert bark, by the time you say you know enough, they stop. Yeah. You know they you know they stop. So yeah, it's usually not a it's usually not a problem. You know you know if Amazon's coming to drop off a package, the dog barks once. It's not the biggest deal. You know somebody you know comes up to the door one bark. It's not the biggest deal. I think when people talk about stopping barking at the front window, stopping barking at the front door, it's that you know nonstop like incessive yeah. barking that like they just go ballistic and like they they're not even listening to a word you're saying so that's what you want to stop because there's no there's just no there's no purpose for that and a lot of people will use the excuse well that's what i got a dog for and i'm like no you didn't mm -mm. no you, that's not necessary get a doorbell next stacy says how often do you deworm on a raw fed diet well even raw fed or non-raw fed you know, oh, deworm. Deworm. Um, well, we do we do it every sixty days. No, that's just heartworm. I think they're talking like deworming. Oh, like like actual like. Like, would you give them the wormer medicine to like make them clear out like oh, worms? I don't think we. I don't ever think do we. That. I don't think we ever do. Fecal exam, Ron. Like. Yeah. Every six months you'd, to see if they have parasites. Dog, dogs, you'd be dogs' <laughs> intestines and their their gut health is different than our gut health. Yeah. You know, we're not getting, I mean, a dog, your dog could eat a dead bird that's been dead for a week. Um, Tex has done that. Yeah. Disgusting. Dogs, dogs eat like all kinds of stuff that's been lying on the ground dead in the, in the hot summer sun. So, you know, you can eat, like when we defrost meat, sometimes it's like, it goes in the kitchen. We, I defrost like huge amounts of meat in the kitchen sink for, to do food prep the next day. Every once in a while, it'll be like, "Oh shit!" It's totally defrosted. It's no big deal. You can leave you can leave meat out overnight, and you you can feed it to your dog. You know, everyone's remember it's not human. We're not, they're not human people. They're 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 they have different they like intestines. They bury their stuff and then go back and eat it. It's yeah, like disgusting. Yeah, dogs for you. Mm. Um, Constant says, "Hey J and J, is the next round of coaching the same format as the current?" Yes. Did you move that to, to another month yet? No. Probably should. I know because December is pretty busy. Yeah. I have to make sure should. the current students are fine with that though. Yeah. Um, but for all the students who are doing like the mini coaching with us, you'll have an opportunity to sign up for the big coaching with Tony, which will be launching in early 2024. You'll get like first dibs because we can yeah. only take probably three or four students with that one mm -hmm. because it's a it's gonna be a four four to six months is that what we decided I on forgot. it's gonna be a long coaching journey because mm -hmm. this is where tony's getting into the nitty-gritty pixeling your website looking into your analytics mm -hmm. building like helping you build your um email mm -hmm. list things like that so like this is stuff that we're gonna have to go in and actually mm -hmm. look at your sort of behind the scenes so we can't take that in a huge group Mm. It has to be like three to four, maybe five people at a time. Right, right, right. Um, but when doors open for that, all of our current coaching students will get first dips because you've already invested mm. in this mm. round. Right. Um, Michelle says, good evening. Working through green to graduate. Rosie's rocking it on our walks. No nice. firing off on other dogs. Look nice. at that. Also, nice. the bonker has been a lifesaver yep. if she is out on the deck and a dog walks by. Yep. Awesome. Bonker, which is a wrapped up towel, is probably the, one, of the, one of the best behavior, bad behavior stoppers that are out there. All it is is a wrapped up towel. All you're doing is rolling it up. I've got a video on that. All you're doing is saying no. It's important you say the word no first. No is your marker word. And then you deploy the towel. Yes, you hit the dog in the head with a cotton towel. And if people have a hard time with that, there's fish stores out there for people. You know, I mean, it's it's a dog. It's no big deal to throw a towel at a dog's head. I mean, it's it'll be it'll be fine. Dogs run into cars, trees, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, um, but it's 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 effective because you're also saying no. What you're doing is you're really teaching your your dog the word no. That's the most important part to remember. Um <clears throat> SF says 
Dog barks at the windows, but stops when I walk over near her. She huffs and puffs, then stops. Is she scared or intimidated by me? Why does she do this if she seemingly knows that I don't approve? Why did you go to scared? Why did you go to scared? I'm always interested why people go to either fear or scared. Or your dog knows this, so I'm not supposed to bark. Right? Or a little bit of like looking into depths if I want me to shrink you a little bit. Do you want your dog to be afraid of you? Right? That's an interesting take we can have a conversation about. I think your dog understands that that's not what you want, and I think it stops when you're there. But what I'd like you to do is, again, teach your dog the word no. It's such a powerful word. Yes and no are so powerful. So just no and then use something to stop, like a bonkers good or remote cow or shock cow is good as well. Next. David says, I took on a Boston a month ago and was dreading it since he was so reactive and nippy. Mm. He's a rock star thanks to the work the owners put in. I wish I had recorded it from the beginning. Yeah. I get very selective on clients to be sure they're on board. Can't have people not putting in the work and then saying Dave's training didn't work. Yeah, but that's, you know, most people that don't put in the work know they don't put in the work. Their friends know they didn't put in the work. Um, But that's that's Mm. definitely, you know... It's just a waste of time for everybody, waste of resources. What's the point of doing it if owners aren't going to follow through? And, you know, human humans are human. Sometimes they don't always follow through. But you definitely want to make sure you've got an invested client. That's for sure. Four ninety nine Top Chat from Ashley. Thank you, oh, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. So thank you both for all your support and for a great learning seminar. It was great. Folks, go to the seminars. Life-changing, oh, real life-changing. Thank you, Ashley. Oh, thank you, Thanks Ashley. For, thank, thank you for all the help, yeah, too, by the way. Us. Yeah, that was appreciate great. You. Really appreciate your help. Um, David, I read that. Constance, I had a conundrum today over the question on your story. Do you want your dog to listen to just you or everyone? What is the best choice? Well, I don't think you want you to listen to, to. I don't think you want your dog to listen to everyone. That was a trick question. Yeah, but I think that that I think the dog should listen to family members. I think the dog should listen to your kids. I think your dog should listen to, you know, you know, a couple of people. But I don't think you want a dog that you can just give give them the yeah, leash I don't want and a it random just random stranger telling my dog what to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like but, people have literally tried that. Like I've been out on hiking trails and they're like here like try to like call my dog <laughs> who my, does that like my dog's not gonna so pay attention to then they think your dog's not trained i'm like no yeah my dog's trained so well that it won't listen to you exactly it is a weird concept to call someone's dog over right and then what bites you and then you get offended right right because <laughs> you know that's how it's gonna go right um, Missy said, oh my God, the bonker worked wonders for us. Yeah, the bonker works wonders for, uh, the bonker, if you deploy it correctly, the bonker mm-hmm. works wonderfully for just about everyone. And every they, once in a while here, yeah, every, every once in a while I'll hear about how it didn't work and it, and it most likely is human error. Like people have to take that human error. That doesn't mean you suck. It just means you might've done it wrong. I mean, it's like playing a guitar. That sound that didn't sound like that song. I'm like, because you played it wrong. So it's like, like it's like that's just it's like can we admit that we did something wrong? Next. Stacy, just curious on the deworming as the vet pushes it as a regular thing at the yearly checkup. Vets push vets are okay. So I, I would just do the fecal exam because yeah. that will tell you if they have parasites or not. I mean, also you can go to tractor supply and deworm your dogs yourself. Yeah. Keep in mind, keep. But I will say, our dogs eat raw. Wes has definitely eaten some questionable shit at the beach and stuff, or like if I haven't catch him in time or whatever. I literally saw Tex eat a dead bird one day, not exaggerating. And they've never had like worms or anything. Yeah. So keep in mind, let's just keep in mind the way that the 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 vet industry is is working, and let's I'll bring it all the way back to Big Farm. And I'll br- bring it back all the way to Blackrock State Street and Vanguard. Okay. And I sound like I'm a conspiracy nut right now until I'm proven right in a couple of years. And um, Big Farm is going to own, if they don't already, okay, they're going to own every vet clinic, just about every vet clinic in the United States. 
Big Farm is going to own just about every dog food company in the United States. Big Farm is going to own every chain pet um, training facility in the United States. Big Farm is going to own the whole industry. Knowing that they're going to own the whole industry, they're going to make recommendations to consume their products. They're going to also own all the machinery companies, the x-ray machines, all the machine, all the equipment that vets use, the operating tables. They're going to own everything. They're going to own the payroll companies that vets use. They're going to own everything. So it's in their best interest to prescribe a medication to you. That's what Big Farm does. Big Farm does what Big Farm does, and they make you buy shit. Next. Uh, Joyful Dog says, do you know which seminar you're doing is closest to the Canadian border? Chicago. Chicago, as of now, right? As of now. Mm -hmm. David says, that has to make the Mercedes payment, Stacey. Yeah, but it's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger, it's, than it's, big, it's bigger than that. I mean, vets deserve to make a living too. Yeah, vets do. There's a high suicide rate within the vet industry. I can do it, yeah. Okay, there's a very high suicide rate in the vet industry, um, but it's it's all it's all on. Yes, they have to push. Do you know, do you know that? I mean, it's it, it's not just the, it's not just vets. It's medical doctors. Just talk to any medical doctor. Talk to any medical doctor, talk to a pharmacist, talk to a basic pharmacist. If you walk in and you say, I don't have insurance, how much is this drug? $4. Oh, I have insurance. Ooh. <laughs> the drug is $16 now. Per pill. Per pill. It went from 4 to 16 mm -hmm. Just the same, the pill is sitting right there on the counter. It just magically went up in price do you like, see hospital bills like gave a tylenol 74 dollars. yeah it's like what the fuck yeah it's unethic it's, it's it so is. it's so unethical and people <laughs> just you know go along with it people go along with it next sabrina says will green new graduate help me correct resource guarding too um we have a resource guarding course on yeah. that get a resource guarding course i feel like you should do them in conjunct though like if you buy a green to graduate you can get the resource guarding for like half price yeah so if you go to it's all connected like that's what you don't want to just address you don't resource guarding just address the resource right. guarding there's right. usually some other things going on right so now you have a dog that doesn't resource guard but also isn't trained right so if what you do is you buy green to graduate and when you're scrolling down to pay, you'll see resource guarding for half price. Let me see. I want to make sure that's an order bump though on there. Yep, it yep. is. Yep. So I'll put the link. And it's like it's an absolute steal. Mm. Um, Joyful Dog says, I always like a little bit of healthy fear, just like a child fears a parent, make fun on them for not doing chores, etc. Fear is a powerful motivator. This whole this whole nonsense of don't train with pain don't train with fear it's like well, we need number one there's got to be context put in there there's never any context to it whatsoever but fear is a very powerful motivator anybody that wants to know how fear is used watch national geographic okay if you want to know how fear is used google in photos great pyrenees and wolves and you'll see a video or a photo of six wolves teeth bared just going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the great pyrenees now chances are nobody got hurt there was probably not a fight in that one situation do you know why fear because nobody wanted to get hurt. The fear of somebody possibly dying, which somebody would, and most likely a wolf would die. Fear is a very powerful motivator. Very powerful motivator. Keeps me from speeding. You know, so, so I think, it, but, but if you're just going around just like, you know, beating the shit out of your dog, which is wrong, and you've made your dog afraid of you, which is wrong, that's different. No, it's fear of a consequence. But the consequence is a very powerful motivator. It's like, think about all of us as human beings. It's what keeps the world, well... <laughs> Somewhat civilized. 
No more civilized. We can't use that term. We can't use it anymore. No. So we're not civilized at all. Right. It keeps me from speeding. Right. And definitely keeps most people from speeding through school zones because they will slap like a $500. It also keeps a lot of people on the straight and narrow. And I think it also checks in with your value system. It gives you a little bit of a reminder of what your value system actually is. It keeps you in check. It keeps you in check. Stacy said, I had to use my TV remote as a bonker once for resource guarding. The only thing I could reach at the moment. Oh, she's hoping to break it hard, but it got her attention. Hope you didn't break it. Batteries going all over the place. Yeah. Plastic parts fucking breaking. You can't find the back of the battery. I'm sure the noise thing. of it just startled her enough. Now Stacy's got a TV remote that's duct tape closed because she lost the back where the battery compartment is. I can see it now. We've all been there. Yep. Why is it that the back always falls off the damn remote, though? Because it's made to come off so you can replace the batteries. I know, but it's like, make it in a different way. They always just pop off, and then they're gone, and you have this remote with two batteries showing. So you go on Amazon, and you buy a three-pack of battery pack backs. Michelle, I've gotten a few looks when people see me launch the bonker, LOL. Yeah, I mean, normally you don't use it in public, but... She does it on her front porch when yeah. dogs come by. Oh, well. It's okay. They look at you anyway. Right. You know, Avi said bonker works great. Bonker works fantastic. And it's so funny because everybody thinks like I'm the bonker guy. It's like probably 10,000 dog trainers use bonkers. But you're the only one who. Right. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's bad, though. Meanwhile, 10,000 people do it. Your grandmother was throwing shit at your dog before you were born. Your great grandmother before that. It's like, give me a break. Next. They were throwing little slippers. Yep. Chonkless. Chonkla. Constance had a huge success this week with a dog that refused to get in the car. Took us five tries with a two-handler protocol. Now the owner can get the dog in on her own. Good. I'm not sure who was more excited, me or her. That's good. good yeah, it's, it's it's really great when you get a dog that refuses to like go in a kennel or go in a car, and then all of a sudden it just goes in. I mean, it goes through training, through your protocols. It just goes in now un- under command. It's like it's not that difficult to do. And what's the magic? You you win. You just you you don't let go. You don't let down. You, you you make sure that you win. You know every time, and then the dog just does it. When you prove to a dog that you're going to actually follow through and you're going to actually do something, the dog just does it. Mm. It's just human nature. Marnie Cool Dog said, "People meds too. Mm-hmm. People meds is a whole. It's that's a whole other thing at all. The drugging of our country." <sighs> It's, and it's, the food. Don't even get me started on the food. Yep. Then we've got all the, we've got the additives, we've got the preservatives, everything. It's so bad. And then, and then also the, 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 the curing of diseases. It's more, it's, it, you make more money keeping people sick than you do curing them. It's a, that's a common, common, common term. It is well known. And why don't doctors do something about it? Because they will get disbarred. That is why they will lose their medical license. Oh my God, Jeff, you sound like a quack. I know I do. That's the way that they want it to be positioned. They want it to be positioned that people like me sound like a conspiracy theorist because that's what they throw out there. But it's just the truth. Let's just go back to COVID. I'm not going to say COVID doesn't exist, but I'm going to say there's a reason why certain doctors were not allowed to talk about it, but can talk about it now. Why? Because it got out of control. There was too many, too many masses of doctors that were speaking out against it. That is why. It overtook the lie. They couldn't control it anymore. But they were literally told, you will lose your license. You will not be allowed to per- to practice in this hospital. Could you imagine that? If you said something, you couldn't practice in a hospital. You would lose your license. If you don't do this, you can't fly this plane. Why do you think so many pilots, why do you think we have a pilot shortage? So many pilots refuse to get the jab. Why okay, do you, okay, you know? okay. No, I won't go okay. Because people need to pay attention to this shit. Uh, Missy said the bonker even worked for my friend's cat. Yeah, it works on cats great. So effective. You get a cat on a counter, there goes the cat, flying cat. Marnie Cool Dog said, yeah, the rolled newspaper. That's what our grannies use. Yep. They use shoes. They use everything. Pillows. Um, Angela says, I'm just starting Green New Graduate. I have two great Pyrenees Golden Retriever mixes. Nice. The walking right now is not great venture. Okay. But when Nova gets reactive... 
Jax gets aggressive. Mm. We'll start with one at start a time. With start with one at a time and master mm -hmm. the walk in a quiet area. Bring it out to a more of a high level distraction area, still one at a time. And then just get the walk really, really good. Get it so it's almost effortlessly. Does this make sense that Jax turns on? Yeah, it is so common to, for them to redirect on redirect, each other. Redirect, yeah, it's all energy. One always wants to correct the other's energy. Yep, it's all energy. So you want to get them into a really good headspace. Yeah. yeah, and you can always book a console, or we actually have like the Chaos to Control course, yep. which showed two litter mates. Granted, they're not giant great Pyrenees, but Doesn't the make a difference. are the same. Energy's the same. They were starting yep. to redirect on each other. Mm -hmm. We had to squash that, mm -hmm. and they're doing great. Still yep. doing great. Yep. Um, so if you guys haven't seen any of our leash reactivity courses, Chaos to Control is like hands down the best one. It's filmed live. No yeah. editing whatsoever. Yeah. We hold nothing back. Yep. And you see exactly how we stop that shit. Yep, right there in front of you. Um, let's see. David said, it's funny that some clients are skeptical in the bonker, and then they all end up saying it was life-changing. One of the many things I learned from you, just not how to get to a seminar. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Okay. Go to the red bonker and turn right. Live it down. Yeah, I mean the bonker is it's pleasantly surprising to just about everybody that uses it. And it's more it's less invasive than people think, and it's more effective than people realize. Next. Um, Joyful Dogs says, have you ever experienced dogs having idiopathic seizures? Third client now telling me this. Two told me the vet told them the e-collar could have caused it. It really irritated me. The drug companies could have caused it too. Like the, the, That's the, interesting. So, so out, of the, out of the billions of dogs, the billions of times that an e-collar has been pushed around the world two dogs have gotten it and it could be the e-collars. It could have also been beneficial fucking crap food. I mean, it could have been anything. That's like, what, what, what qualifications does a vet have to make that assessment? What study did they study that gave them those results to make that accusation? And I'm not saying this to be in defense of, of e-collars. I'm just saying when a vet says the e-collars could have it's like eating out of stainless steel bowls could have right. caused it as well exactly right drinking tap water could have done it especially from detroit and i'm curious like what's the breed of the dog too is it a dog that's known to have like epilepsy and stuff yeah like i, mean, I, I would need so much more right that's, that's such a far stretch but an e-collar causing a seizure that's like when people are like oh my dog has a heart condition can it use the e-collar i'm like it's not electrocuting your dog. Right. Like there's so many It's so dude, weird. How many how many dogs out there have had those seizures that have never ever been around an e-collar before? Dogs that have like um trachea issues. Oh, cannot be on an e-collar. Sure it can. What? There's no your dog's not pulling on an e-collar. Right, it's just it sits just there. It just sits there. And this is not in defense of e-collars. This is in defense of of unethical vet practices. Yeah. That's all. It's like, what kind of thing is that it could have? Like, it could have. That's not, I don't want to hear that from my vet. Could have. Give me some more, a little bit more definitive, you know, um, wording on that, please. Next. Angela said, thanks so much. You guys are wonderful and appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Missy said, I tried the bonker and the prong collar on myself. Neither of them hurt. Did you also put the, the bonker? Did it's you, a towel. But see, I've never tried. I shouldn't say that. I've tried. I made a stupid video about a knee collar and I maxed it out and I've done a prong collar just for shits and giggles. But like, oh, you don't need to do that. You don't, you don't need to. You don't, you're not eating kibble. You're not eating, you know, um, putting a body harness unless you're into S&M. You know, I mean, pe people are not like trying. Like, why is it that those these aversive tools people are trying on themselves. I'm not giving you a hard time about this, but it's just always an interesting conversation. People try aversive tools. Have you ever put a martingale on yourself? You'll choke yourself. Mm -hmm. You will actually choke yourself if you use a martingale on yourself. And a martingale is supposed to be like, you know, the friendlier collar. We all have to like, please put this into context too. Like when owners, you know, or whenever anyone argues that the e-collar hurts or whatever, it's like, Dogs will run through underground underground fence. fencing. My own dog has run through cattle fencing, yep. which is so much hotter than like any other it hot keeps, thing. Keeps fucking cows and horses in. Yep. Literally just 
his ball and he screamed, grabbed his ball and then screamed and ran. Yeah, they don't the give it. They don't give a shit. He, like they're dogs. They're dogs. They're dogs. They're they dogs. Don't care. They don't. They don't care at all. Dogs pull. They dogs will pull until they pass out on so many pieces of equipment. It's incredible. Next. Um, Connor's dad says, I saw a vet say a hot spot from an e-collar was an electric burn, not knowing how they work, thinking it's electric. Right, exactly. Oh. It's it's stupid. That's just sad. It's impossible. Yeah. It's just stupidity. It's a hot spot. You know, my dog, I remember my dog Uma, she got a hot spot around her neck from a flat nylon collar. Dogs get hot spots on their paws. What are those from? Collars or from licking? This is just, just vets. Vets need to stay in their lane. And it's just like when you when a vet makes a comment like that, which is a false comment. It's an outright blatant lie. Your vet just lied to you. Like, what's the consequence for a vet blatantly lying to you? Because there's no factual factual data behind that. Well, the vet can say, "Well, I thought." It's like so. Everything you think of is now gospel. No, is are, like are you are you giving me like real medical advice? Or are you just guessing shit? You know, I want to make sure that my vet is actually giving me advice, or they say I don't know. Next, Marnie says the food e collar seizure. Oh my god, go rant. <laughs> it's a tens. Probably would help. Depending on the type of seizure, it. Actually, could we've snapped some dogs out of it before? Like yeah. not like full blown seizing, but we've had some dogs before that would do a little like some weird shit. Yeah, and you just give them a little thing, snap yep. them back to reality. You'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised. Yeah, people just don't have enough mm. information or data on e collars to make these to make these statements. That's all. Stacy says exactly, Jeff, regarding Big Pharma. I don't fall for it. That's why I ask experienced people like you and do my own research, and then I make an educated decision. It's even hard to do your own research. Yeah. It's hard to do your own research right now because of big the, 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 the combination of big tech and big pharma sleeping together. It's very, very difficult to get actual, actual factual data these days. I mean, things are changed constantly online. You know, next. Billy says, listen, there's a huge collateral effect on dog behavior once they've done green to graduate. Resource guarding, counter surfing, a lot of that is just eliminated automatically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many things. When green you to graduate should almost be like the precursor for every course that you right. do with us. Because right. it's like every dog we train, whether it's aggression, leash reactivity, anxiety, separation anxiety, you name it. Just so much. They're learning the fundamentals that we teach in Green to Graduate, right. no you, matter what. When you teach a dog how to be polite, you'd be surprised mm. where they're polite. Not just, oh, my dog is polite at a cafe. They're also polite at a farmer's market. They're polite inside your house, inside your folks' house, inside, you know, your friend's house. So there's such a huge shrapnel effect of teaching, you know, good behavior. Next. Joyful Dog said, yep, just got a $300 red light ticket in the mail. Had a large dysplasia dog in the car, decided mm. to speed through. Now the fear will make me just drive slower. Yep. Sucks, but it's true. Mm -hmm. yep, and you, those are hard to fight, too, because they have a video of that, too. They've had video of it. There's I know. A, there's I a, there's a video so of you. There's, there's... They stopped them here, though. In Bradenton, Manatee County, they have stopped the... No, they haven't. Yes. They have. Not up at Lakewood Ranch when you make a left turn into jiu-jitsu. That's not Manatee County. Oh, okay. It's only like here, this area, because I would know. <laughs> Let's just put it that No, because you've gone through your chair. <laughs> it's a questionable yellow light, so I'm like, fuck, did I Well, make how do you know there's out? a red light camera there? Because they're everywhere. No, there's those are just traffic cams. That's to be in a specific red light camera. They're everywhere. Because your, your, your GPS will say it. specifically told us they stopped using them because the company wanted to take too much of the money so then like the county wasn't getting it anyway so now they get nothing so now yeah that's stupid yeah they were like fuck it we're tired of paying you guys but so now they get nothing though yeah and we all don't have to get worried that's, about it that's, it's great that's stupid a little bit's better than nothing yeah uh van s k9 said a hoodie really joel it can't be that chilly it's not no i just like sweatshirts yeah. i don't know hey eric how are you hey eric um, joyful dogs that I tell my clients now it's similar to the grandparents using a rolled up newspaper. Mm -hmm. hmm. I just tell everybody it's a bonker. 
Sabrina said, just bought Green to graduate with the resource guarding discount. Good. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Your life will change. I, I really, people really need to um, realize the power of effective training on the quality of life of you as a human and the relationship between you and your dog. It is something that some people can't even fathom. They may have never experienced anything like it in their life before. When you have a dog that you can take anywhere, that listens to you underneath almost every circumstance, that listens to you without you even speaking and just knows what to do, it is an incredible sensation. It is an incredible feeling. I mean, we take our dogs so many places. We communicate with them just by being. They just know what to do. They just know what to do. And it's so, and this isn't just us. And it's not because we're a dog trainer. So many of our clients are just the same way to the point where it's like not even at the beginning they're surprised eventually they're just like yeah they're just almost take it for granted because as you should because your dog should be well behaved mm -hmm. having a well-behaved dog is not the norm and we're trying to make it the norm Next. um Abby said white bread is not bread go <laughs> i always am blown away if like... i'm if i'm about to insult somebody now you probably deserve to be insulted <laughs> oh my I, I am sorry. I, I am going to throw out a stereotype right now. No, please don't. What are you going to say? If Tell you, me first if, off. if you are buying Stop. Wonder Bread, what the fuck are you thinking of? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wonder Bread is not bread. It's not. I'm always amazed when I see Wonder Bread in somebody's cart. What's crazy is how it doesn't like, get moldy. Like, that shit will stay fine in your shelf for, like, months. But it's like, who buys, like, there? Are, when you go to the bread aisle, there, first of all, there's so many options. There's so many choices. And then you can go to the bakery, and there's so many options and so many choices. And you're fucking putting your hard-earned money into a package of Wonder Bread? Like... Mama G's bread, the fresh bread we get from her? Yeah. If we don't eat it within, like, three days, it's moldy. Well, less than three days. Like, it's yeah. moldy. Yes, because there's no preservatives. preservatives. Yeah. No. But I'm just bl I'm blown away. I'm always blown away by people, you know... I'm not, I'm blown away more by, no, it doesn't surprise me that people still go to McDonald's, but Wonder Bread throws me for a fucking major loop. I lose sleep over that shit. <laughs> lose sleep over it. What keeps you up at night, Jeff? Fucking, fucking people Wonder buying Bread. Wonder Bread. <laughs> Wonder Bread. <laughs> it really does. I'm sorry. So call, call me your freaking prick. I don't know. Next. I can't believe people eat like McDonald's and stuff either, though. I don't know. I feel like anything can be fast food these days. Like if I'm on like a road trip or traveling, I'll just go to like gas stations usually carry like protein shakes or hard boiled eggs. Like at a bare minimum, you can get something like that. Not, a cheese stick. But it's not Wonder Bread. Yeah. David says, I tell the owner the bonker is just a better. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, you did. Or did someone else say that? Someone else might have. Okay. We're all using the same analogy. Love it. And everybody's ranting about white bread now in the comments. Oh my god, Marty said I'm gonna send you Wonder Bread. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I needed to fix a leak in my roof. Um, Constant said idiopathic literally means no known cause. So how the f can the vet even suggest it was an e-collar? That's really ignorant. Well, what do you expect? They got out of it. They used big words, hoping you wouldn't know what they meant. Um, Angela says, I have two elevated dog beds, so I still need the two crates, not much space. Yeah, but you can fit the elevated dog beds inside crates. Oh, my God. Missy says, I had a friend that left a McDonald's cheeseburger in a jacket pocket and left the jacket in the back of the closet for 10 years. When he used no. the jacket, he found the cheeseburger. <laughs> Who doesn't wear a jacket for 10 years, though? That's crazy. If I haven't used something in, like, six months i'm like it's trash 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 
I hate clutter though. There's probably, let's see, I moved out of, I moved out of a house. You be, probably be, have some 10 year old be, jackets. Before we moved in together, I lived in that house for over 15 years or about 15 years, I would think. Mm -hmm. There absolutely is a jacket, two jackets specifically, I know that I never wore since I lived there. So I, not that I go to McDonald's, but let's say I did, whatever was in the pocket would probably still be there. <laughs> 805, we have so many questions we didn't get to. Really? Now you started ranting. Yes, now it's like they all came. All about Wonder one. Bread? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> If you guys are in the community, we have a coaching call tomorrow. We call it coaching, but it's all, it's just like this, open Q&A. Yeah. But it's usually a little bit more in detail. And on and Sunday, what, what time is the one on Sunday? 11. What time did we make that, that meeting with Amanda? You tell me. I think that might be at 11. Yeah, I think I'd have to do that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning Thanks in. For everybody here. here on Rumble, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Really appreciate all of you. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Let me get that one up there. Mm -hmm.